0: No matter why you're here, I'm glad you are, and this message is for you. Welcome to my village. Hey you, just wanted to jump in real quick before the episode starts and let you know this week I have decided to take my own advice, physician, heal thyself, and give myself a little bit of grace. I am beginning to move into some things that are new things and exciting things, but also things that take a lot of energy. Plus, I have an exciting event that I'm doing with a client and going to a great podcast festival and things this week. So really focusing on being able to build myself up so that I can continue to serve you. And that means I have to let go of some things in order to seize the new things. So I have to let go to seize the exceptional. To that end, part of this grace that I'm giving myself is this week I'm saying it's okay not to do all the things, including completely new episode of the Rutledge Perspective. So with that, this episode called Seize the Exceptional, I am replaying for you this week, and I think you'll get a kick out of it. There are some things that are clearly from June of last year when we were in the thick of the pandemic that made my producer and me laugh out loud, but there's also some stuff that not only was relevant then, but it's even more relevant now given what's going on. So I know you'll find some new stuff and enjoy this episode, and I really hope you have a fantastic rest of your week Stay tuned because in June there will be some more new episodes as well as some great interviews with some amazing women. So with that, here we go. Seize the Exceptional 2.0. This week on The Rutledge Perspective, we're going to talk a little bit about change and how we're managing through change as we continue to battle how we go back to work. If we go back to work, whatever new normal actually means and I want to start off this episode by telling you a quick story of what happened to me um on Monday yesterday so on Monday Wednesday and Friday I go see my trainer at six in the morning and sometimes if I still have something I need to do I'll stop at the grocery store that early I like going early there aren't as many people there all those kind of things and I'm one of the folks that has continued to wear a mask um just because it makes me feel more comfortable This morning, I went to um, the grocery store afterwards and I parked, got out of my car, started walking to the store, got halfway there and realized I didn't have my mask on. I thought, crap. And I literally stopped and paused for a minute, standing in the middle of the parking lot, debating whether I was going to go ahead and go in without a mask or go back to my car because I'm fully vaccinated. And now all the signs are, you know, if you're fully vaccinated, masks are optional. And I thought, well, I just need a couple of things. And it's really early. I don't see a lot of cars in the parking lot. So maybe, you know, it should be fine. Because uh, with this new Delta variant, you know, who knows? So I decided to go into the grocery store and I went in. I tell you what, I have not felt more self conscious in a very long time. I was one of the few people, there were a few people in the store, but I was one of few. In fact, I don't remember seeing anyone else that didn't have a mask on. And it felt like I almost needed to go up to everybody and say, I'm vaccinated, I'm vaccinated, I'm vaccinated, I'm vaccinated. I am really vaccinated, right? (laughs) So it was, it just felt so weird. I've never been in and out of the grocery store that fast because it just felt strange not having my mask on. And it hit me that yes, the world is opening up and those of us who are fully vaccinated don't necessarily need to wear masks anymore. And yet I'm seeing more people in masks now than I saw when we were supposed to be under mask mandates. And it got me to thinking, you know, if we're supposed to be getting back to quote unquote normal, if things are supposed to be getting back to the way they used to be, whatever that means, then I shouldn't feel this way about just going to the grocery store without a mask on. And yet I did. And what struck me about that was how quickly things become normal and how difficult it is to change so we had all of this balking and all of us were having a fit about wearing masks especially down here in Texas and the states that get really hot wearing that mask in the middle of the summer is a lot and you're sweating and you're just i mean you know it is just awful but then we got used to wearing them and while yeah we're we're excited about not being in them and and being able to make up our whole faces women right and have our lipstick on and all these kind of things and seeing people smile um, more than with just their eyes, it still felt strange. Like, no, you're supposed to have a mask on. You're supposed to have a mask on. Why don't you have a mask on? It's like the script has flipped in not asking, why don't you have one? You know, instead of why asking, why do you have mask on? It's why don't you have one on? And that led to me contemplating the book that I listened to this weekend. So I did, I listened to an audiobook um, by Lori Gottlieb. Um, maybe you should talk to somebody. And you need to be in the right frame of mind to listen to this book. It, it's a good book, but it is, it is all about a ther- therapy and the therapist and her therapy and her clients and, and this kind of thing. So it was, there were some things that, that were um, just, you gotta be in the right headspace. Um, but there were also some really good things that came out of it. And one of those was she talks about change and, and Robert Frost saying, you know, and the only way to get over something is to go through it, right? You can't go around it. You can't go over it. You just got to go through it in order to get over something. And, one of the things she talks about is, you know, the challenge with change is it's the loss of the known and the anxiety around the unknown. And I think that's what that was, you know, going to the grocery store. It's like, I know people are vaccinated. I know as a vaccinated person that the likelihood of me having severe symptoms, if I end up with COVID is pretty slim because I am fully vaccinated. And yet that's a change, right? There's anxiety around the unknown. I don't know these people around me. I don't know what they've been doing. I don't know how careful they've been. Are they really vaccinated? Are they not vaccinated? All of that anxiety, right, around the unknown. And it translates even further into businesses, right, and career and what we're trying to do. It's all about habit and change because sometimes it's just easier to stick with the enemy you know. It's easier not to change. It's more comfortable to keep doing what we're doing. Why is it so hard to build a habit? Because a habit is created by change. We have to change what we're doing to get something different. We have to, if we want to lose weight, we have to work out and change the way we eat. We have to sacrifice. And when we sacrifice, do we really know it's gonna work the way we want it to work and the time we want it to work, assuming our timeline is reasonable. And yet, And yet, in order for us to progress, We have to change. We have to be willing to do something different, to move forward. Because otherwise, we're just stagnant. It's like the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different outcome. The definition of insanity. So if we want things to be different, then we have to do something different. And change is hard. All of the things that are going on right now, the societal changes, the people... The reasonable people that are in the middle, even that don't dis- don't agree on everything, that actually disagree on quite a few things, but still have a level of respect and decorum and maturity to have those disagreements at a level about an issue and not about someone's character, are starting to speak up. That's a change. And it takes courage to make a change because we don't know what the outcome necessarily will be of the change. And As we think about that and as you think about being a leader, not only are we changing, but the people around us are going through so much change personally and professionally, and how are we preparing the path for them? How are we being clear around what changes we're making and why we're making the change? How willing are we to think differently about how we do business? Because I'm still hearing lots of leaders saying, oh, yep, the office is open. Everybody needs to be back in the office. Well, do they need to be back in the office or do you just want them back in the office? Because I think we've proven that you don't have to be in the office to be productive. Do we have to work 60-hour weeks? Do we have to work five days a week? Can we go to a four-day work week? Can we go to a three-day work week? Can we take summer hours and make those all the time? What about the companies that have decided that there's unlimited PTO? Because studies have shown when you give unlimited PTO, people actually take a little bit less. There's there's a, a rise in the beginning, right? Um, but people take a little bit less. But see, that change requires changed behavior on the part of the leaders. It requires leaders to actually trust their people, go figure. It requires leaders to set very clear expectations. It requires leaders to have candid conversations about behaviors and missed expectations, it requires change. It requires awareness. It requires an ability to say, hmm, let me think about that. Do I really have to keep doing things the way I've always done them? Or is there room for something different? Is there room to modify my behavior, which enables other people to modify theirs? My producer this morning on the radio show, because I'm recording this on Tuesday, uh, on the radio show said, you know, that whole thing about change and, and how you how you get people around you and, and people just tell you what you want to hear. And I'm like, that's the problem with change. If you surround yourself with yes, people, you will never change. And true leaders want people around them who are going to tell them the truth. And you don't have to be nasty to tell somebody the truth. But for change to happen. Something has to be pointed out to you that requires you to change, to look at it differently, to hear it differently, to broaden your perspective. Because if there's nothing that that is the instigator of a need to change, nothing changes. And then we wonder what's going on. So can we have people work varying hours? You know, we're, we're they were talking on the news again this morning about this real increase in work burnout because contrary to what people thought was going to happen when everyone was working at home, that people were going to be lazy and nothing was going to get done. The studies have shown people are actually working more hours working at home, not fewer. They're getting up earlier to get a few hours in before kids get up. They may be taking a little bit longer lunchtime, but then they're coming back and working and then they're doing things with kids in the evening and then they're getting back on in the evening. So on a whole, You've actually got people working more, not less. And is more always better? Because again, now we're moving to this era of more burnout, not less. When you would think that, Oh, you're working at home. You don't have to commute. You know, you're able to see what's going on with your kids. All of these kind of things would make it better, but it didn't. So what are we going to do different this time? What are we going to change? And one of the quotes you heard me say earlier was the challenge with change is we lose what we know and move into anxiety about something we don't know. We don't know what the outcomes are gonna be. Are people, once we get them back in the office, are they gonna be able to work better? You know, creatives being able to be in the room with each other and, and throw things up against the wall. I mean, I, the, the creatives that I work with are like, oh my God, it'd be so nice to get back in the office. Some of them, but there are some of them too that said, I get so much more done when I just have time alone, right? So everybody's creative process is different. So how are we going to be consistent, treat people consistently as leaders, but also leave leeway for change, leeway for operating differently, leeway for engaging differently, because we've proven that we can. But here's the rub. When you think about making change and you think about, Who are we going to have in? And what is our process? And we've always done it that way. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know if we need to hire that person. They've got all these credentials, but, you know, they may actually know more than me. Or, you know, I don't know. They don't want to come back. But, you know, so we'll just find somebody that we can pay a little bit less or whatever the thing is. What that really says to me as a former HR person, right, and as someone who has has worked with and advised many, many, many leaders times over is the question of why are you willing to lose the exceptional just to hang on to the familiar? Are you really wanting to be innovative? Are you really wanting to move forward? Because the familiar is easy. I didn't say the familiar was good. The familiar is easy because even if it's bad, It's comfortable because you know it, you know, the familiar, you know what to expect. You know how they're going to respond. You know what they're going to say. You know how it's going to feel. It's familiar, which means it's comfortable, not necessarily good or bad, but comfortable. And in order to make change in order to build in order to grow, you have to let go of the comfort, get a little uncomfortable challenge in order to make change in order to move forward. If you're wanting to run a marathon, You don't go out one day and just run 300 miles, right? Or 100 miles, unless you're David Goggins. You don't go out and just do that without training. Little by little, you move. You have to make yourself uncomfortable. You have to go out and run in the heat in the desert for the one run that he did. If you're trying to change your physical stamina, you have to break the muscle down to build it back up. You have to do those rows every morning and every night if you want to burn some fat. You have to not do all the refined sugar, right? If you want to learn something, you have to be willing to not know it at all in the beginning. You have to be willing to be clumsy in the beginning. You have to be willing to let go of the familiar in order to seize the exceptional. And what are you missing out on? What exceptional, incredible talent or achievement or learning or experience are you missing out on because it's going to make you uncomfortable. As Lisa Nichols says, your conviction and your convenience do not live on the same block. So you say you want something different, but you're not willing to do anything different. So do you really want something different or do you just want easy? Because change is not easy and achievement requires some change. Even the most gifted athletes reach a point where they actually have to work a little bit harder. They have to train a little bit longer. They have to push a little bit further. And these are gifted athletes. And they also reach a, pl- a point where it's beyond their initial capacity. But because it's something they really desire, it's something they want, it's something they bought into. It's something that they've decided is worth the extra effort, is worth the discomfort, they push beyond. That whole idea of doing one thing you hate every day, that it takes 30 to 60 days to build a new habit because it's uncomfortable. Just focus on the one thing. What is the one thing you're going to do different as a leader with your people to encourage them to tell you the truth? What is the one thing you're going to do different in your behavior that's going to demonstrate to them you really mean it? As an individual, what's the one thing you're gonna do that's different that leads you closer to your goal that you say you want? What is the thing you're gonna give up? What is the thing you're not gonna do? What's the habit you're going to break in order to make room for something else? Because the more you hold on to that familiar, the less room you have for the exceptional. The more you hold on to all of that stuff that got you where you are, the less room you have for the stuff you need to get you where you want to go. And it's hard to do that. Change is hard. It is hard. And it is so worth it. It's so worth it. If you're really willing to put the time in, if you're willing to put the effort in, if you're willing to uncover and face and address your own demons, your own head trash, because we've all got it. David Goggins also says, you know, your mind knows all that stuff. Your mind knows all your failures, all your insecurities, all your uncertainties. Your mind knows. And whether conscious or subconscious, your actions are built upon those things that are forefront in your mind, whether you're conscious of them or not. And if fear is leading, stagnation will be the result because you're not going to want to do anything else. You're going to want to be safe. That's our nature. We want to be safe. We want to be in a place of safety. So leaders, how do you create safe spaces for people to show up so that they can grow. They can develop new habits. They can build new muscle. How do you as an individual create a safe space for yourself? Give yourself grace. Give yourself an opportunity to build and grow. Push yourself a little bit harder knowing that failure is just a part of growth. It is not the end of the story. It is that, that failure is that breaking down of that muscle so that you can build up something stronger afterwards. It's that scar tissue, right? We talk about battle scars. Those of us who, are, who have been in senior leadership, you talk about the battle scars. You know, you can tell somebody who has and those who have not had battle scars, who have fought the good fight, who have had the crazy crisis. You can tell people who've been through that and who haven't. When I made the decision to go to grad school, I wanted to go to grad school that had a higher average level of work experience in their incoming first year MBA students. Because I knew, yes, book learning is great. You know, education is great and it is critical. And experience helps you understand how you apply that stuff you learned. Because just because the book says it doesn't mean it actually works in real life with real people. And you can tell the difference in people's response when they have lived and when they have not. So those of you who are are young and early in career, keep living. And don't shy away from those battle scars. Take the hardest project. Take the thing and say yes to the things that you have no idea how to do and then go figure it out. Go get yourself some real mentors and real advocates and real sponsors who are going to tell you the truth, not just tell you what you want to hear. Go tap into that friend network that are those friends that love you and will ride or die, but also are going to pull you aside and say that is insane or you are wrong. That's what you need. You don't need the people who are telling you yes all the time. You need the people who are gonna help you build those extra muscles to put in that new habit, to push beyond your comfort zone, so that you are willing and have the courage to let go of the familiar in order to seize your opportunities through the exceptional. Because in the exceptional is where all of your purpose lies. In the exceptional is where you get to serve bigger and better and brighter. Going into this next week, how can you give yourself courage and find a village to support you in letting go of the familiar? Business leaders, I am encouraging you to figure out how to go get exceptional, new, unexpected talent to let go of the familiar and I don't mean just go firing people. But what I mean is don't just keep putting up with the same stuff. Don't just just keep doing the same thing. Don't revert to old behaviors because they're familiar because the old behaviors got you where you are now and they're not going to get you where you want to be. So how about instead of saying, ah, that's just the way they've always been or relying on that person. That's just always been there because they've been there the same amount of time you have. How about you go get that person that's new, go get that person that has seen something else, done something else, brings a different perspective. And how about you actually include them in the way you operate your business? How about you value their input as opposed to negating their input because you've never heard it or seen it before, because you've been in the same place for a million years. And while there is beauty in that, there is familiarity and strength in knowing and having institutional knowledge it is easy to get comfortable with that knowledge and negate everything else that you have never seen as impossible or crazy and just because you haven't seen it or haven't it, done it doesn't mean it's not possible in fact it may mean that that's where you need to move How are you finding those people that are generations younger than you, that are experiencing things different than you, that can help you move and grow and broaden your perspective? At the same time, how are you tapping into those folks of the greatest generation who have been here before, especially as we feel the weight of all the societal craziness that's going on now? How are we tapping into our elders who have a different perspective that says, this is not new? This is not new. And big change takes big pain. And as long as we stick to it, we will get through this too and come out on the other side, bigger and better. This is not new. So although it feels new to us, history does have a tendency to come back around. We just got to know what the history was so we don't make the same mistake over and over again. That's what change is. Understanding what happened before. Tapping into that experience, standing on that history so that we can get to the next rung to do something different and make new failures that build new scars. They give us new experiences to make new amazing opportunities happen. Go out this week and have a fantastic week. Challenge your status quo. Let go of that familiar. Have the courage to know that failure is not fatal. It is simply a stepping stone to your next plateau. And then you'll have to step up again. Have a fantastic week. Thank you for tuning in The Rutledge Perspective. If this has blessed you, please, please, please share it. I would love to have your comments as well. Like us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Um, please, please, please continue to, to push this out because I really do want to connect with as many people as possible because I want people to know they're not crazy. But we all have work to do. We're not nuts. We just are works in progress. And with progress, we will all get there where we want to be. Have a great week, and I will catch you next time. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and for connecting. You can find previous episodes of the podcast on my website at laurelrutledge.com forward slash podcast. You can also find me on social media at Laurel K. Rutledge and or the Rutledge Perspective and I'd love your perspective on the things we talk about. And if there's a specific topic you want me to cover, just let me know. And please share this podcast with someone in your village who may need this little piece of perspective today. And if you're so inclined, I would really appreciate a five-star rating and review on the platform of your choice. Apple podcasts and Spotify reviews are particularly helpful. Thank you again for listening. Take care.